you are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 8th of February, which is the trade deadline edition. Reports that Rodney Hood has been traded. The Jazz have acquired Jay Crowder. We'll break down both parts of that. We'll take your calls. Will Derek Favors move in the next 22 minutes that we're live? You probably know that if you're listening to our podcast, but we don't know if we're live. We'll break that down, plus all the crazy moves from Cleveland. It's all coming up, plus the Jazz have won seven straight. It's all on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Uh, thank you very much for everybody who's jumped on. We're live on both uh, levels. NBA TV is called, uh, so I have to tell them that I'm no longer available for that. Uh, some people want me on portrait instead of vertical on the YouTube. Is that really that big a deal? Um, I don't know that I can actually achieve that. We're not going to try. All right, let's just get to it. Today's show is brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Uh, Devin's been with us from the very beginning. Also brought to you uh, today as well by our good friends over at Slow the Flow and the Advocates. So special thanks uh, to all of them uh, for jumping aboard. We'll see if more deals come down. I've got the Twitter up in front of me. I've got the various news levels that might be coming across. We'll see what happens. Uh, but let's get to the big news of the day, and that is that we, uh, the Jazz have traded Rodney Hood for in a complicated deal for Jay Crowder and Derek Rose, according to Woj and other people uh, along the way. Um, the, the, the basic crux of that... Uh, is that Derrick Rose will never play for the Jazz. So it's just, there's a lot of pieces in this, but the way to look at it is it is a, a um, D- Jay Crowder for Rodney Hood trade, and then there's some second-round pick swap things uh, that are in there as well. Joe Johnson is a salary piece move. Um, Joe Johnson just allowed the deal to kind of get done in some other manners. And frankly, Joe Johnson might have been in a lot of ways the key to getting this done because of some of the things Cleveland uh, needed done. And so in some ways, the Jazz have managed the Joe Johnson situation perfectly uh, and to their benefit. So let's run through all of the different aspects of it. Uh, number one, uh, Rodney Hood situation. Free agent at the end of the year. I think he, it it was, I think as Tony Jones reported today, kind of that relationship had kind of come to its end. That you had, uh, the Donovan Mitchell taking his, his spot per se, uh, made him probably a little less, uh, pleased in the way the season, uh, wanted to go. Uh, the Jazz, the, uh, Jazz weren't sure what kind of money they wanted to give him in the offseason if he was a free agent and if his market value exceeded what they wanted to, uh, then the Jazz suddenly were in a tough situation. The situation I really didn't want to see the Jazz get themselves into, and I'm pretty pleased that they did not, was if you don't trade Rodney Hood today and you go to free agency with Rodney Hood, you almost have to re-sign him. And to me, that's that's a tricky... um, that's a tricky aspect of things. That if you hadn't dealt him today, then all of a sudden when he goes to free agency and he gets an offer, you just can't let him walk for nothing. 
So instead, you were able to go pull off a deal uh, that is a is a really pretty good player for the Utah Jazz uh, in Jay Crowder. So that's uh, let's run through who Jay Crowder is a little bit here in what he, in what he brings to the Jazz. He's six foot six. Power, strong player, plays both the three and the four. He's actually played predominantly the three and then uh, has been the four. He allows, he could probably play, uh, you know, the back. He'll fit immediately. He'll take Joe Johnson's minutes and be better uh, than he was. And frankly, Rodney Hood's minutes have been taken by Alec Burks and Royce O'Neal and have been better than he was. So uh, that work, I think we're a better basketball team today, uh, right now. And I think that we're a better basketball team moving forward because of the fact that the Jazz uh, are in a circumstance in where they got something for Rodney Hood. That That's probably the biggest aspect of where I think, you know, from a long-term perspective, they got better because they got something for Rodney Hood. From a short-term perspective, I actually think they're better also. So now let's, let's kind of uh, walk through this a little bit on – uh, what the Jazz get in Jay Crowder. Crowder, uh, and I wrote a lot up on Locked On Jazz for you at LockedOnJazz.net. It's a pretty detailed explanation of everything. So last year in Boston, he was great. 14 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. He had a super playoff. That was probably a career year that's pro- more than you probably can anticipate getting out of Crowder this year. I think that's that's probably a little bit more than you might expect. But his possession usage in the modern NBA is pretty interesting. He uses 41% of his possessions this year as a three to shoot a three and 8.5% to go to the line. The 8.5% is because of the way that Cleveland stopped using him that I suspect that you'll see Quinn Snyder go back to using him. You go back to last year, he had 44% of his possessions as a three-point shot and 10.7% of his possessions at the free throw line, the two most efficient ways to play. And he's a great, good rim finisher, so that gets even better. The uh, How many players in the NBA are 40% of your possessions as a three-point shot and 10% of your shots as three? It's pretty unique. It's Steph Curry. Last year it was Jay Crowder, Richard Jefferson, and DJ Augustine. So it's it's a very, very uh, limited group of players that are able to be able to play in this manner. So he is really a he's a, a three-point shooter, and then he's a drive all the way to the basket, stays out of the mid-range, and he's not a particularly good uh, mid-range player, which is fine. You don't, you don't really want that out of him. He's not going to go be able to do what Rodney Hood did last night in key possessions, which is Rodney just rises up and gets that shot uh, for you when you need that, that bucket. That's not who Jay Crowder is. He's a complimentary piece to the package and is going to be able to uh, help the Jazz with his versatility, with his toughness, with the way he plays, but he's, it's not going to be like he can just go and get you buckets. That's not his... He's not a one-on-one. He's playing off people. He's playing inside of a system, and he didn't play as well off people in Cleveland as we would have thought. Uh, Nylon Calculus has a really good system that they use to break down uh, players. 
Uh, three-point shooting. They say you have to have taken 750 to know who he is as a three-point shooter. He's now taken 1,500, so he can back up to the last 750, and it tells us he's a 36% uh, three-point shooter for what the Jazz are getting. His variance has been all over the place. Two years ago in Boston, 35%. Last year, 46%. On, these are on corner threes, so 35 two years ago, 46, and then 34. So he's been all over the map in that kind of variance. The same thing on his above-the-break three. He's not... He's not going to put fear in you as a three-point shooter. What's interesting is a year ago, he hit some shots off the bounce. Uh, and those shots off the bounce uh, has not something he's done consistently. Last year, he hit 29 of 72 three-point shots off the bounce. If that can come back, that'd be pretty good. He's 27 years old. He's under a great contract. And so he gives the Jazz... Um, some things in that regard that they that they don't. I mean, that gives them a stable piece for the next two years to be a part of this franchise. And then the irony, of course, is that his dad played briefly uh, for the Utah Jazz, so there's probably a little bit of a comfort level uh, to him in that case. All right, we'll talk in a second about if there's something wrong because he's having a less good year, or whether or not maybe it was a case that the uh, that the the matchup didn't, and they didn't use him correctly in Cleveland. But I do want to tell you that this show today is brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate Thursday Edition. Thanks very much to Devin. He's been a longtime uh, sponsor of the program and interacted with a ton of jazz fans. I love it. Uh, I've got all the way back from Charity and Ryan, who are the very first people who wrote me and said, we're so happy Devin was our realtor, both in purchasing our new home, selling our old home. Devin's knowledge and experience helped reduce the worry in a sometimes stressful situation, and his tireless hard work and his kindness in every interaction made us feel supported in every single way. Uh, Zach Campbell wrote, I'm writing you because I have to change my pin across the world. You read mine in the early days, the pin in Hilo, Hawaii, but I changed my pin to Bountiful. How'd I end up here? My love of the jazz and your podcast because Devin Cash helped us out. Devin told me from the beginning that he really approaches real estate with the heart of a teacher. The other one Devin wants you to know is it is not as hard to get into a house as you might think. So call Devin at 801-759-1495. That's 801-759-1495. The people what people think you have to do to be able to get into a house is not uh, – Devin will walk you through it and give you the numbers on it that is not nearly uh, as difficult as you might imagine uh, and some interesting insight in that, and he'll take you through the process and, and help you out in what is a pretty convoluted, crazy uh, thing that's out there. So that's Devin Cash at Equity Real Estate. Give Devin a call today. And, again, that phone number is 801 759 all right, uh, is there something wrong with Jay Crowder? Was Boston a total outlier? Or did, in some manner, Cleveland use him in a way that wasn't the right way to use him? I am keeping an eye on it, by the way. We are 12 minutes away from the deadline. There's no Derek Favors news. I'll jump on that here in a second. This does not surprise me um, entirely, by the way. Um uh, and I'll and I'll get into the Joe Johnson why he was in, engaged in this as well. Um, but I, I'm not if if Derek doesn't get moved, it doesn't stun me. Actually, it wouldn't stun me either way. Uh, it probably would have about a, three weeks ago. But I think there's a, been a little bit of a a different feeling about things on both sides of that table, uh, and there has 
in Derek's manner of dealing with things uh, has has not shut the door uh, to returning in any way. But we'll keep an eye and see whether something breaks. I've got a I, I just Instagram my room when it looks like three cups of coffee, three screens, three hours of sleep, fired up uh, for this. All right. So what's happened to him this year? Um, that is my son. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to message my son here. Um, okay. Uh, he's going to tell me he needs to take the bus. How do I tell him this? Uh, shoot. Uh, give me one second. The camera's going to go away for a second. Let's see what happens. We're doing live radio and I'm in town and apparent. Oh, I can't get out of YouTube's the way I can on Facebook. Um, let's see if he, I don't think he'll get an email right now. Um, all right. So hopefully he'll figure it out. He's a big boy. Um, or maybe not. Um, let's see. Uh, there, he's smart. Uh, all right, there we go. Kid texting me. I can text him back off of my computer. He's a smart 15-year-old kid. So some weird things on Jay Crowder this year. He doesn't have a dunk. He had 13 the year before, 19 the year before that. In Boston, he drew 104 shooting fouls in two years, uh, two years ago and 84 last year. And this year, he's only drawn 37 in t- only 20 fewer games. So, so what's happening? You know, is something wrong with his game, or they they just use him in a completely different fashion? He was a great plus-minus player in Boston, one of the best, and not a very good plus-minus player in Cleveland. Cleveland was just dysfunctional. Everyone sitting around watching LeBron. In Boston, he had these amazing cutting numbers. They'd play five out. He'd cut to the basket and get to the basket in a manner that. Um, that you know, really, very few people can, and he's a really strong, great finisher in the paint. And so, he was 98th percentile in scoring off cutting, and he's 55th percentile in Cleveland. I think these are stylistic things that are going to go back into his favor. I don't know if the shooting's going to come back per se, but I think a lot of these other things are going to come back into his favor with the Jazz. For example, he got 10% of his plays off screens, and in, Cle- in Boston, he only got 5% in Cleveland. In Boston, they used him as a pick-and-roll ball handler and a setter. And in Cleveland, they only used him as a pick-and-roll guy, as a pick-setter. So Boston, in the five-out system, let him come around some picks, have the ball. Um, he in, in this case, in Cleveland, they had him only set for picks. And... You know what? That that's not a. I don't think that was his strengths. He's he's not according to synergy. He's not very good on the pick and pop stuff. You know, and and we're talking pretty dramatic stuff here because uh, in Boston he was the screener on four hundred and ninety seven picks, and they were pretty good. One point oh three points per possession. Um, but he also was the ball handler at times. Um, he was a ball handler on two hundred and twenty two picks. So he's just really engaged. He was good with Al Horford and Kelly Olynyk. Not great with Amir Johnson. I don't know what that means for Rudy Gobert. I'm not sure he's a, the greatest ball handler to be able to um, figure out some of those things. Um, the in Cleveland. Uh, let's see. I think I just gave. I got, sorry, I got so many data points in front of me. So in Cleveland, he. Got 308 handoffs as the receiver. As the, like where he's, and was the, uh, excuse me, in Boston, sorry, my bad. 
in Boston, he got 308 handoffs as a receiver and 118 as the setter. In Cleveland, he only said he never received a handoff. Not, not a one. Sorry, that was really convoluted. There's a lot of stuff going on. I thought another trade might have come in. Um, Boston, and so in Boston, he's a screener on 497 picks. He's the ball handler on 222. And in Cleveland, they don't use him like that at all. In Cleveland, he was the pick setter on 345 picks, and that's it. So this is this is not this is you know I, I think we will be using him. We're not five out in the same manner, but I think we'll be using him in many of the same fashions in which he was being used in in Boston and not in Cleveland. And I think that's kind of important. Pretty good driver, 68 drives this year at 1.1 point per direct drive, uh, which puts him up in the upper end of jazz players in Boston. But even there, in Boston, he had 146 drives, .99. I mean, we're only 30 games difference. He only played 72 games last year. So it's just the activity level and of his engagement in the offense is totally different. He's played the three most often. I think he'll take Joe Johnson's minutes to start. And then uh, from there... Orlando has traded Alfred Payton to Phoenix for a second-round pick. Wow. Wow. They didn't get anything for Alfred Payton. Now, Phoenix's second-round pick might be pretty good. Um, Tony Jones just tweeted out, the more I think about this, the more I think the Jazz got a steal in Crowder. Perfect strength in Quinn's system. Very good defender. Good shooter. Not a great, not a great shooter. Tough SOB, yes. Jazz were losing Hood regardless. If Jay goes to Boston for him, this is a home run. That That is true. That is true. Um, Alfred Payton for a second-round pick. It's interesting. Lou Williams, they didn't get anything. Tyreek Evans hasn't been traded. Uh, Rodney Hood for Jay Crowder looks pretty damn good when you look at where this market is right now. Right? I mean, I think that's that's a pretty big issue. that The Grizzlies have not found anybody to take Tyreek Evans yet for a first. The only first that went that has been traded so far was the Lakers got Cleveland's first for, in the, that deal. And New Orleans, or Chicago got a first, but they took a pile of crap contract to Nomir Ashik. few other notes on Crowder. He played the four almost exclusively in the playoffs last year. Averaged 14.6 rebounds, three assists, shot 44% from the field, 35% from three. And played 33 minutes a game in 18 playoff games for Boston last year. So that's a pretty big deal. A few other notes on him. Uh, steal percentage is down the last two years, which isn't great. Rebounding rate was way down. I think that's Cleveland system. Very good rim finisher. 70%, 74%, and 68% the last three years. That's a little less than favors. Crowder is an elite player around the basket in both in Boston and Cleveland. He's shooting 66% on non-post-ups around the basket, which is top 10%. Last year he was at 69%. And he's an awesome offensive rebound putback player. So that's kind of the summation there. Let me kind of walk through a few other pieces of the puzzles. We have four or five minutes left in the trade deadline. So the big picture item, the Jazz get Jay Crowder for Rodney Hood. I like 
this because I think Jay Crowder was probably, or excuse me, Rodney Hood was leaving anyway. I think, I think Rodney Hood had really disengaged with the franchise. So that, you weren't getting him back, you weren't getting anything for him if he comes back. You didn't put yourself in a position where you didn't trade him and then you get into the offseason and no matter what he gets offered, you almost have to match it because you can't just lose an asset. You've got a guy who's got two years on an $8 million contract and if he plays as he did in Cleveland, his pack number is a minus point one. He's an average player. If he plays like he did in Boston, he's an elite player. An elite player. Not elite, like greatest player in the league, but 1.5 pack is rare air. So, pretty interesting in, in, a, in a lot of ways. Your downside on this deal is that you got Jay Crowder for two years, whose pack rating the last two years has been minus 0.1, 1.5 plus 0.6, and minus 0.3. He's right on average because he uses his possession so well. You're, you lost a guy who can create his own shots, but frankly, Rodney Hood, bell curve was so wide that it was, you know, we lost a lot of games when he shot below 33%, and he shot below 33% a lot of times. And I and I hate to say it, but I just don't, I didn't find it entirely coincidental that the team was, what, not 10-5 and five when Rodney didn't play this year? A below 500 team was 10-5 and five with... Or nine and five with eight wins against teams above five hundred, including Golden State, Toronto. Those are those are good teams, and they were beating. So I I didn't find that totally coincidental. Trade deadline's got two minutes left in it. That's two minutes left in it. We'll see if anything comes down here in the final uh, moments of time. Uh, the. Uh, show today brought to you in part by my friends over at Slow the Flow. We'll d- dig into Joe Johnson and we'll dig into the uh, Derek Favors situation here when we find out what, what happens. I'll, I'll share some more with you uh, on that and then I'll try to get to your questions. Expecting to be a, a long show today. Uh, one way to look at a player in the NBA is PER. So John Stockton was a 21.8 and Malone was a 23.9. They're Hall of Famers. The Slow the Flow people came to me and asked to help promote water conservation, and they said we need to promote the WER, the Water Efficiency Rating All-Star. That is the way that you can be, help out with everything. Uh, here's, here's how you boost your rating through a few small, easy changes around the house. Do yourself by installing a low-flow toilet. You'll save 0.3 gallons per flush, which doesn't sound like a lot, but flushes add up. Another way is to boost your rating by taking showers instead of baths. If you keep your shower under five minutes, a five-minute shower is 12 to 25 gallons, and a water tub is about 60, 70 gallons. Little by little, small changes like that took WER all-star levels. Keep it up. Slow the flow. Flows. People might build a statue for you outside their offices, for all you know. You can be like Stockton Malone. For more on it, boost your WER. Head to slowtheflow.org. That's slowtheflow. Save H2O. And today's show is also brought to you by The Advocates. Matt over at The Advocates has built a fabulous system, a 106-step system that's taken over 25 years to build so that you get helped out, get the good results, nothing bad happens to you, treated well. The Advocates are injury attorneys predominantly dealing with car accidents. They'll have an attorney call you within 60 seconds. 
and then they'll take you through the process. See, the thing is about auto injury cases, only about 1% go to trial and 3% go to arbitration. So while all accidents are different, the process is the same. And that process has been built to a maximum efficiency by Matt and Utah advocates. That's why you want to call 801-355-5550. That's 801-355-5550. And how have they done that? They have done it by having special teams units along the 106 steps that are the masters at their step along the way. That gives you the most efficient process, allows you to have the best communication with your attorney, and when it's all over and done, gives you the best results. UtahAdvocates.com, 801-355-5550. That's 801-355-5550. All right, so Joe Johnson, the Jazz really may have managed the Joe Johnson situation about as perfectly as it can be. So Joe Johnson came to the Jazz, handled his role, total pro, but made it clear, like, I want to go try to compete for a championship. This is my runs running out. I want, I don't, you know, great. He's been amazing to us. He's been a pro. He's been a great leader. His, his commitment to, to excellence is, has been un, unprecedented. And he struggled this year pretty badly at times, and it seemed like obvious to people you got to take him out of the lineup, and I thought Quinn managed that perfectly. One, you just can't humiliate a seven-time All-Star in the process. You just can't do that. And so Quinn managed that really, really well, kept Joe engaged. Joe got better and better. And basically, I don't know this for a fact, but I have a feeling that there was a kind of an understanding like, hey, we may need your salary slot, your salary number, to be able to get some deal dones, and Boston has made no deal standing pat at the deadline and keeping Marcus Smart. Um, all right, so that's official Boston. So there's no Tyreek Evans deal with Boston. Uh, so they, I think they kind of went to Joe and said, here's the deal. We'll, we'll buy you out if this thing uh, is able to move, you know, if, if we don't get a deal done and we get to the trade deadline, we're going to buy you out. We'll get you. You can go figure out what team you want to go to. However, if on the other end, we need to have the flexibility to be able to use your contract number. And that's exactly what the Jazz did with Joe Johnson today. They used the contract number when moving Rodney and some other pieces around and brought Jay Crowder back. Pretty good. And in most of the conversations and rumors that I heard around the Jazz, if you actually kind of dig into it, the key piece to a lot of it was exactly that. It was kind of Joe Johnson's contract and what other opportunities uh, you're going to be able to get in the deal. So they really managed the Joe Johnson situation perfectly. The Derek Favors situation's really interesting. And I brought this up yesterday. The key to the whole Derek Favors situation is whether or not at in the off season. If Derek doesn't get a big market, so someone offers him three years 30, and the Jazz come back to him and say, you know what, we'd like you back, we'll pay you three years 40, we'll pay you three years 36. We know this has been disappointing in the market, but we like you, we appreciate what you've done, you're comfortable here, Quint, you and Quinn have figured it out, you figured out how to play with Rudy, we would, um, you know, we, we, uh, we're excited to have you. Does Derek Favors, sorry, I'm obviously watching The Wire also. Does Derek Favors at that point say, you know what, screw you. The reason my value is what it is is because you didn't use me right and I'm out. 
Or does Derek Favors say, all right, cool. I'll come back to what I know, what I'm comfortable with, where I've lived this my whole career, where my kids have been born, and I'm good. And I don't know the answer on that. I don't know the answer on that. And that's probably the most important aspect. The Jazz like Derek Favors a great deal. The defensive combination of 48 minutes of Favors and Gobert as your center is pretty fabulous. The uh, Derek's ability to play a defensive style differently than the way that um, Rudy does is pretty terrific. And Derek's kind of engagement level has been really, really high recently. Clippers have found no trade for DeAndre Jordan. So officially no trade for DeAndre Jordan. There also might not have been a market for centers. Okay, so that could also be um, a possibility. The uh, Joe Johnson, by the way, will be talking to Golden State, Boston, and maybe Miami is what the report from Chris Mannix, uh, Matt Velasquez added in Miami. Uh, I don't know if Miami's really a good spot for him, but if he can't find something else, maybe he will. Dwayne Wade's there now, though. So uh, this is the the long-term issue with Derek just is that equation right there. Is Derek... I don't think I don't find Derek to be going to be bitter that he wasn't traded today. Um, in fact, I think he might be relieved. They've been playing well. Quinn's given a little bit more freedom with how to run the base, what to do in the base on the offense. The offense has been working largely because of Rubio, and Derek has got value. So I think there's a little there. Um, Memphis has not traded Tyreek Evans. The Rodney Hood deal looks better and better by the moment. Marco Bellinelli, who has been sat for the last week, has not been traded in Atlanta. Uh, The Jazz may have really managed this pretty perfectly. The only... Jordan Clarkson is the only other shooting guard that was moved today. And and that deal is so complicated, it's hard for me to kind of figure out. For Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance, the Lakers got a first-round draft pick, Right? I don't think they really want Isaiah Thomas. They don't really want Channing Fry. So they, for two players, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. is good. Jordan Clarkson and Rudy and Rodney Hood are really comparable. They got a first. They got a. They got a first round draft pick out of Cleveland for two players. For Rodney Hood, the Jazz got Jay Crowder. Pretty well managed. Pretty well managed. Uh, I'm doing a lot of this off the top of my head right now. It could be making a mistake somewhere. I don't think I am, though. All right, I'd like to get to some of the questions. I think I made my point clear on favors. On YouTube, There's a the comments kind of go away for a minute. Uh, let me see if I can pull up what everyone... Um, and there's a great chat that's going on. There's 8 million comments going back and forth, and they're all talking to each other. So it's I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the YouTube format today, actually. Um, I'm only worried that it's about to run out of battery. Um, let's see. The loser today is Udo. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Udo's playing time is going to be tough, um, and he's been good. And it's a great security, but we've used him a um, a good deal. Um, let's see. I'm just kind of scanning the YouTube comments to see if I can find any 
comments of value. Maybe we don't have any more comments. Maybe I've summed this up. Maybe we've wrapped up where we are. Maybe we'll do questions tomorrow in some way. Uh, since we've done 34 minutes already. Marco Bellinelli, Tony Allen, Robin Lopez, Kenneth Fareed, Justin Holiday, Tyreek Evans, DeAndre Jordan, Marcus Martin, Derek Favors, all not moved. Though I have Derek Favors not on the list that I've heard yet. But um, so I actually haven't seen anything official yet that Favors is not moving. All right, I think I'm going to call it good. I think we've covered the, this aspect. I think I've explained faves. I think we discussed Joe Johnson. I think we've called it uh, all very, uh, very well today. Uh, today's show also brought to make sure nothing else happens, also brought to you by uh, our friends over at the Advocates and their, uh, their fabulous uh, UtahAdvocates.com. So give them a uh, – if you need the Advocates, which – I hope you don't, because that means you're in a car accident and you've got some things you um, that you got to take care of, and, and I hope that does not happen to you. Call the advocates at 801-355-5550. That's 801-355-5550. All right, we'll talk more uh, if necessary. I'll come back out, but this has been our trade deadline edition. The deadline has passed. I'll be does not sound as though Derek Favors has been moved. I appreciate all you tuning in. We had some pretty big numbers today on this show. Uh, the YouTube format seems to be working better than the Facebook format. We might move there a little bit more often and see what you guys think of that. I'd be curious to see if that's a problem for you or good. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll try to digest what happened in Cleveland tomorrow's show uh, and things of that nature. Uh, Mike Hart, that was a fake news story uh, on a fake Twitter account. The NBA actually started fake news. Um, so, um, wow. Um, all right, uh, sorry, just some things came across. It would be a downer to bring it up. None of you would be moved by it the way I was. Um, Wow. Rick Adelman's son was killed. He was shot while crossing the street, it sounds like. Wow. All right. Um, that is our that is our show today. Uh, hope you're good. Thanks very much for tuning in. And uh, thank you very much for your commitment to what we do.